Uh, this morning, we're going to open in prayer, do a little something different, open in prayer, get into the Word. But uh, part of uh, praying this morning, uh, just a little different, I wonder if we could pray for Israel this morning. So uh, in opening prayer, uh, I wonder if we could stand on our feet. Can we do that a little bit different? And we're just going to pray, obviously, for uh, the message today and all that God still wants to do and for your lives, but we're going to pray for Israel as well. Father, we just come before you today. Thank you for this opportunity to worship freely, that we can worship you, Lord, in this house, and we can worship you the way that you want us to, totally abandoned, and and just really giving our praise to you, Lord. So excited about that. That's amazing, Lord. But Lord, we ask that uh, as we're gathered together as the children of God, the people of God, we pray for the peace of Jerusalem today. We pray, Lord, first of all, the peace that they will get the victory, uh, number one. Number two, we pray for the peace of the people of Israel, Lord. Pray for the protection of the children and uh, women and and innocent civilians, Lord. We pray for the military. We pray, Lord. And Lord, those that have uh, have, uh, aggressively uh, attacked, Lord, I pray that, Lord, that their resources would dry up, Lord, that they would back away, that there would be even a, a, a peace treaty, Lord, or whatever. But we're seeking for peace. That's what we're doing, Lord. And so we pray for the peace of uh, Jerusalem today, Lord. And Lord, you know what's going on. You see it, Lord. You, you're working. I pray that you would speak to the leaders, that you would give them wisdom, strategy, Lord, in Jesus' mighty name. We pray for a tremendous victory, and at the end will be peace. In Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. amen. You may be seated. Amen. Well, we've been talking about... Uh, kind of really in the last several weeks, uh, generation to generation. The blessings of the Lord that are passed down from generation to generation. Then we've also talked about what a generational church looks like. And not just uh, looking at the old landmarks and the memorials and the, the legacy of, of the older generation and, and, and God's plan for the generations, but also we're talking about how to build a generational church and what that looks like today. Amen. So uh, I kind of wanted to just share a little bit kind of in that, in that theme, uh, that vein a little bit, but kind of go off. Uh, and build on kind of what we talked about last week. We talked a little bit about the harvest and uh, God doing a work uh, in this community and on our lives through the harvest. How many, amen, are laborers for Christ? Let me see your hand, amen. And you are laborers in the field, amen. But you know, in each generation, I really believe that uh, there is challenges and there is things that we need to do as each generation the Lord calls us to, right? So what does he call us to in each generation? I believe he calls us to seek his face in each generation. How many believe that, right? He calls us to be a living sacrifice in each generation, to really uh, line up with his will and purpose in the earth and that we'll accomplish those things. He calls us to set up the next generation that they'll walk in their calling and that'll continue, amen, in the earth, right? Come on, he does that. But there's something else that the Lord calls every generation to, and that is fearlessness. He calls every generation to arise in courage and faith to be able to do what God's called them to do. How many believe God's going to give us courage and strength, amen, to do what he's called to do? So each one, why? Because there is this age-old enemy called the spirit of fear that comes in every generation, and they've got to deal with it, amen. That's That's why the Lord gives us courage. That's why the Lord told Joshua, be strong and very 
courageous. Amen. Because I gave Moses courage to do what he needed to do. Now I'm going to give you courage to do what you need to do. Amen. And so in each generation, amen, God is strengthening us. God is giving us courage. Amen. Because there is the spirit of fear that wants to stop the work of the Lord. How many believe that, right? Amen. This morning, I just want to just preach a little bit and talk to you about the trap of fear, the drug of praise. <laughs> I mean, you know, because there is the fear of man that we need to deal with, but there's also the praise of man that is a struggle. Amen. But I believe that if we fear God, our heart should be to please God and do his will. No matter what the generation, what the culture is doing, no matter what comes against us, we can do what God's called us to do if we fear God and want to please him. Amen. Amen. Turn with me to John chapter 12. Amen. John chapter 12. I'm starting in verse 42 and verse uh, 43. So if you have your Bible, you can turn there or your device, you can click to uh, John chapter 12, verse 42, 43. And this was a, a time uh, in Jesus' ministry where he was becoming very, very popular. Uh, miracles were happening all the time and people were coming to the Lord all the time and following Jesus. A huge following began to happen. And the Bible says that Jesus began to teach them and talk about, hey, there's some people that do not believe in me. Even though there's signs right there, even though I've come, I'm right here, they still won't believe in me. But in verse 42, he says this, yet at the same time, many even among the leaders believed in him. But because of the Pharisees, they would not openly acknowledge their faith for fear they would be put out of the synagogue. For they love human praise more than the praise from God. King James says the praise of men more than the praise of God. Now, how did it get that way? Because in John chapter 7, the Bible says that no man spoke openly of Jesus for fear of the Jews. And then in chapter 9, when Jesus healed a young man, and he wanted, and then the Pharisees wanted to uh, uh, kind of uh, ask and question the young man's parents, the Bible says that the parents couldn't openly answer the Pharisees because they were afraid of the Jewish leaders. And in verse 22, it says his parents were afraid of the Jewish leaders who already had decided that anyone who acknowledged that Jesus was the Messiah would be put out of the synagogue. So they already made this rule, they already had this fear that was going on among them as believers that if anybody acknowledged Jesus openly, you were put out of the synagogue. You were blacklisted, you were shunned, you were considered not a Jew really, but you are uh, part of this heretical uh, following of some a weird guy. So you were put out of the synagogue. The Bible says they were afraid of the Jewish leaders, and and the Bible gives a reason why. Not because they uh, their money they'd lose money, they'd lose their name, but because they loved the praise of men rather than the praise of God. They looked at human opinion more than what God said about them or thought about them, and they were moved with fear. All right. So we see this happening, and I believe that this is a challenge in our day, in our culture, amen, today. That if you speak up, that if you make a stand, some, you're going to be blacklisted, you're going to be put away out of, out of uh, everybody's company, you're going to be, uh, you know, you're just ostracized, and now, now it's like all of a sudden you hate everybody, you hate all colors, you hate all, come on. If you say anything, uh, and there's a fear in our society and a fear in our generation that we've got to confront. Can you say amen? That we've got to stand boldly, amen, against. In Proverbs chapter 29, verses, uh, verse 25. Let me just read that quickly and we'll move on. But in Proverbs 29, 25, very familiar passage of Scripture. 
But it says this, it says what? The fear of man will prove to be a snare, but whoever trusts in the Lord is kept safe. You see, too many people think that their purpose is to serve God and please people. But in reality, we are called to please God and serve people. Why? Because there's a thing called the fear of man is a trap and the praise of man is a drug. Come on. How many know the praise of man is addictive as any street drug that's out there today? You're, you're constantly searching for attention, constantly wanting to do what everybody else is doing, constantly thinking about whatever everybody else thinks about you. Amen. How many know that becomes a drug? <laughs> and so today I want to just want to talk to you about the trap of fear and the drug of praise. Amen. Talking about the fear of man. Amen. What is, as we see these scriptures, what is the issue here? The fear of man versus the fear of God. Do you fear God more or do you fear man more? Do you, are you more interested about what people think of you or what God thinks about you? How many know that's always an issue? Amen. When it comes to evangelism. Amen. When it comes to witnessing. The Bible says that there's people believed in Jesus, but they wouldn't acknowledge him. They wouldn't acknowledge that they knew him openly. Didn't we see this in Peter's life? Amen. When, amen. when Jesus was being falsely accused and the illegal trials of Jesus were going on and he was sitting around that fire with everybody else. You know him. I've seen you with him. Yeah, you're of Galilee. Yeah. And what did he do? I don't know him. I won't openly acknowledge him. I don't want to be put out of the cup. I don't want to be persecuted. I don't want to suffer death here. I don't want, come on. How many know that's a real issue in our hearts, isn't it? Amen, it's a real issue that the Spirit of God has to work in our hearts and, and work with us over, isn't it? Amen. See, the fear of man is about obeying man, but the fear of God is about obeying God. That's simple, isn't it? Going man's way, being influenced by man, by the culture. Jesus said that this was a faithless generation. He said that we're to be shining lights, we're to be, amen, that we're to be blameless and harmless in the midst of a, a, a crooked and perverse generation. Amen. Hallelujah. You believe that? And so the, as we look at a few things, I just want to cover this today, um, that the fear of man, the Bible says, is a trap. The fear of man is a snare. It'll prove to be a snare. It's a trap, isn't it? Amen. The fear of man is a snare. Fear is a dangerous trap. It, 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 the Greek word there is not just, uh, it, it's possible that you could get in a trap. No, it is a trap. It's a dangerous trap. It's a word that they use for uh, uh, trapping an animal, a noose for catching animals. Amen. Whether it goes around the neck or around, goes around the foot. How many know, amen, the enemy, if you're, if you're caught up in fear and you're in that trap of fear, you're easy prey for the enemy, right? If you're always afraid and you're always walking in fear, you're, you're going you're gonna to fall into a trap. Amen. Somewhere down the line, you're going to get caught in a trap called fear, right? Fear and intimidation. The Bible says that it's a, it's a noose. And how many know when a noose goes around your neck, what can't you do? You can't speak. And how many know the devil's really, his, one of his objectives in our generation is to keep this generation silent about the Lord. Amen. And the, and the way that you're going to stay silent about the Lord is that if you're in the trap or the noose of fear. Amen. Where you can't even speak. You don't even feel that you can, I, I can't speak. I can't say anything. There's no way. I'm going to be put out of people's company. I'm going to be blacklisted. I'm going to be made fun of. How many know, amen, that it's better to fear God than man? A couple people, that's awesome. It's better to fear God than man. Let's just put that out there right here. Amen. 
See, you, you can become that easy prey for the enemy. And what it means is, you know, this word also means it's like not just a trap or a snare, but it's also being put in a pit or a cage, being imprisoned. Amen. How many know when, when you trap an animal or sometimes it's not just a noose, whatever, but it, it's a steel cage or it's a, or, or some type of pit. Back in the day, you know, you put leaves over a hole and you, yeah, whatever it is. Amen. But how many know that's just what the enemy does? And it becomes like a cage and a pit and you can't move and you're imprisoned. And the next thing you know, you're in bondage to the spirit of fear. Amen. And I believe that fear of human opinion disables faith to obey God. When you're so caught up in human opinion and what everybody feels about you, it disables your faith to obey God. Because what the Lord wants us to do is he wants us to obey him in very difficult situations. Very hard circumstances. How many know God still wants us to obey him? Well, I'm in a den of lions. How many know God still wants you to obey him? Well, I'm going to be thrown into fiery furnace. I don't know. God still wants you to obey him. Amen. Well, I might be crucified and killed. Amen. And shot. Well, God still wants you to obey him. Amen. Amen. You're trapped by what people think of you. You're trapped by what people say about you. The fear of man is a trap, the Bible says. See, the fear of man is the fear of what to say, what to do, how to live. And the next thing you know, you can't think. You can't speak for yourself. You can't think for yourself. Come on. You can't do what God wants you to do. You can't live a holy life because you're so caught up in what everybody else is going to say about you. Uh-oh. Amen. What they're going to post about you. Amen. And how many know if you're really doing the work of the Lord, you're not going to have friends. There's going to be people that hate you. How many have walked in that blessing? <laughs> How many have been walking in that promise? Amen. How many of Jesus gave us that promise? Amen. The people are going to hate you. They're going to speak evil of you. They're going to smear your name. They're going to do everything they can to put you out, do all this stuff. He said, you are blessed. You are blessed. Amen. How many walking in that blessing? I walked in that blessing. Amen. It's not always that great, but nevertheless, it's obeying the Lord. Amen. Intimidation brings torment. When you're intimidated, you live in torment. When you're not intimidated by anybody, you, you live in freedom. <laughs> you can just, you just, I mean, how, that's kind of how Paul the Apostle felt. He wasn't intimidated by the Romans or the Greeks or the teachers or anybody. He wasn't intimidated. And so when, there's, when you're intimidated, I believe you're, you're in torment. It, it just torments your mind. It constantly limits you and constantly putting limits on what you can do and say and go. Amen. But how many know the Lord hasn't given us that spirit? The Lord has given us the spirit of liberty. Amen. See, I want to encourage you today. Don't become so sensitive to what people say that yet you're indifferent to what the Bible says. You're so sensitive to what everybody's saying. So sensitive to what the culture's saying that you become indifferent to what God says. Anybody? Hello. Amen. Why? Because fear also, it controls you. Fear paralyzes you. Do you know what paralysis is? Paralysis is flesh out of control. And when you're paralyzed and you can't speak, guess what? It's flesh out of control. That's why the Bible says, amen, that talks about that God didn't give us a spirit of fear. He gave us a spirit of self-control. Amen? Because God doesn't want you to be controlled by fear. He wants you to be controlled by his spirit. Amen? But it paralyzes you so that, that you can't do anything and you can't move. And then it neuters you so you're unfruitful in every good work. Hello? Fear makes you unfruitful. Anybody? 
You're not going to be able to speak. You're not going to be able to do anything. And so this is what fear does. Amen. Fear replaces faith with this. Here's what fear replaces faith with. Anxiety, discouragement, unsatisfied frustration. How many know God doesn't want your faith to be replaced with fear? Amen. But he wants you to move in faith. Amen. And move in strength. Here's the good news about that scripture in Proverbs 29. Amen. It says this, that the fear of, the, uh, fear of man is a snare, but it says those who trust in the Lord will be safe and protected. Amen. The good news is, is that in Jesus Christ, you're safe and you're protected when your faith and confidence is in him. That's what it means. You're not going to fall into a trap. You're not going to be limited. You're not going to be in torment. You're not going to be in a cave or a, a pit or a cage, if you will, of fear. Anybody? I mean, we want to be safe and protected. Amen. And, and when you're safe and protected, here's a few things that I've noticed. There's strength in that, isn't there? That's where the courage is. That's where the boldness comes forth. When you're safe and protected in the Lord, you're not caught up in the trap of fear. Amen. There is strength there. There's courage there. There's boldness there, isn't there? There's also clarity there. You can see where you're going. You can see the trap of the enemy. You can see what, amen, what, you can have wisdom, amen. There's clarity there, and then there's hope there, amen. The second thing I want to encourage you about this is when it comes to the fear of man is that the Bible declares very emphatically that we have not received the spirit of fear. You have not received that spirit. Anybody? I don't know if you, before you were saved, if anybody here was into the occult or witchcraft or Satanism or whatever, you operated in a spirit of fear. That's how you got people impressed to come and believe you can bend a spoon. Woo, right? There, there was that, come on, there was that spirit of fear operating in your life. That's why you were bound. That's why you were under oppression because you had the spirit of fear operating. But how many know as a believer, amen, I'm standing on this promise. I have not received the spirit of fear, but I've got power, I've got love, and I've got a sound mind. Amen. Amen. God did not give us a spirit of fear. He gave us another spirit, amen. There's a spirit of boldness on the inside of me. There's a spirit of courage on the inside of me. That's why I can encourage myself in the Lord. That's why I can go through difficult situations. That's why I can preach the gospel to this generation. Because there is a different spirit operating in me now, amen. Amen. Power, might, and a sound mind. That's what the Bible says. See, at the time when Paul wrote that, think about this. When Paul wrote that, he wrote that to Timothy and he said, God did not give us a spirit of fear. When Paul wrote that, he was in prison for preaching the gospel. There was persecution was, that, was just kicking into high gear at that time. And so as a young man, he had to give him confidence and faith and trust in the Lord. And just like Moses had to, had to you know, encourage Joshua, be strong in the Lord, and the Lord encouraged him, Paul had to encourage Timothy. Look, I'm in prison right now for preaching the gospel. But I want to tell you, Timothy, you've not received the spirit of fear. You've got to operate in that spirit that God has given you. Amen. Amen. In that, in that wicked city of Ephesus, there was a major revival because there was a young man that knew that he was operating in another spirit that was operating in that culture. Amen. 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 We haven't been given the spirit of fear. I love that. Amen. You know something? I just want to share this. Move quickly. But your faith can move mountains, but your fear creates them. 
How many believe that? Amen. See, the devil rewards fear like God rewards faith. So fear is demonic faith. Come on. It is the devil's faith. Fear is the devil's faith. It's demonic faith. Hello. Anybody? <laughs> how many know the devil rewards fear? How many, how many know that? You, I mean, if you've ever experienced that, you understand that the devil rewards fear. But how many know God rewards faith? And those that believe God in the midst of uh, uh, circumstances that are beyond you and above you and facing this culture and looking, amen, at what's going on around you. Let me tell you something. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. You haven't received the spirit of fear, but of power, amen, might and sound mind, amen. amen. Then you need to get going in that spirit. Walk in that spirit. Live in that spirit. Operate in that spirit. Pray in that spirit. Sing in that spirit, Amen. Because the moment you stop operating in that spirit, you start going down a trail laid with traps of fear. Amen? You start going down that journey, amen, that the devil lays out these traps, snares of fear. See, when fear is active, it hinders simple faith, doesn't it? When it's active, it hinders spiritual gifts. It hinders compassion for other people. Amen. And it hinders self-discipline and worship to God and clear thinking and peace of mind. Amen. When it's an operation. You see, when faith is an operation, it releases great faith and spiritual gifts and compassion and discipline and worship to God and clear thinking and peace of mind when faith is an operation. But when fear is, amen, all that is shut down. Amen. All of that comes to all. All that is hindered. All that is in the trap of fear. Amen. I love this scripture in Psalms 27, verse 1. I love it. Actually, there's three things that I love about this. It says, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? <laughs> I mean, that, that, that's that, like a sermon. I mean, that's like a, a, your life theme for 2024 right there. I mean, that, you could go so much on that verse, or that part right there, couldn't you? The Lord is my light and my salvation. The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? Amen. Look at the three things I look about this verse right here. The Lord is my light. The Lord is my salvation. The Lord is my strength. What else can you ask for? <laughs> what else can you live for? What else do we need in this generation? What else does God empower you but light, salvation, and strength? Amen? Amen. Let's just go on. I just want to read a couple more declarations that I found in the book of Psalms. David said this, I will praise God's word. I have put my trust in the Lord. The Lord is on my side. The Lord is my helper. And because of that, I will not fear what man can do to me. <laughs> I love that one. And then he goes on and he says, though an army encamps around about me, though they should make war against me, though the earthquake, though the mountains fall into the sea, I will not be afraid because the Lord is with me. Amen. Who am I going to be afraid of? Amen. Well, I'm afraid that they're going to kill me. Amen. Guess what? Instant death, instant glory. There's no death to the child of God. Amen. And you're in the hollow of God's hand and you can't leave this earth until God says you can leave this earth. Amen. Until then, you got to keep going. Until then, you got to keep moving and walking in the spirit of power, love, and a sound mind. Amen. And so the keys we see here, just want to, before we move on, the keys really that I thought about and the scriptures that we talked about. Amen. Here's some of the keys, amen, to what we're talking about. Number one, receive Jesus as Lord. You've got to receive Jesus as Lord. The Bible says that many people believed in Jesus, but they wouldn't acknowledge him, Right? So you got to believe Jesus is Lord. You've got to receive his word as the final authority. Amen? 
Come on, all this, amen. If you're involved in a, in a life group or a study group somewhere and, and they're doing this deconstruction and, and maybe God, he's binary and female and, and then maybe the word isn't this. And, no, you get away from that group and get with a group that believes that God's word is the final authority, amen. Because that's what the Bible teaches, amen. Amen. So you got to believe that God's word is the final authority. You've got to confess him before men. We've got to confess Jesus before men. How many ever been put in that situation where you've had to confess Jesus before people? Do you believe in Jesus? Yes, I do. Are you one of those people? Yes, I am. Do you go to that crazy church? Yes, I do. Amen. Do you believe in the Bible? Absolutely. Amen. Do you believe that, that God is binary and he's a female? Could be anything we want him to be? No, I don't. Amen. Confess him before men, the Bible says. Stand when others sit down. Believe God beyond I mean, impossible situations. Amen. Stand on the word of God in the face of adversity. There's just a few keys. Amen. To walking in this thing. But there's the fear of man that we talked about. And that, that's so, so uh, 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 terrible, isn't it? And so uh, imprisoning. Amen. But there's also something liberating called the fear of God. <laughs> The fear of God. How many know what the fear of God is all about? Amen. How many had a mom that put the fear of God in you, right? Or a grandma or an aunt. Amen. Come on. You understand what that is. Let me just share a few things about the fear of God versus the fear of man. The fear of God. The Bible says the fear of the Lord is good. It is a good thing. The fear of the Lord is clean. It is right. The fear of the Lord, it, it brings God's judgments. Amen. It brings clarity. The fear of the Lord is good. Proverbs 28, 14 says, Blessed is the man who reveres God, but to the man who doesn't care is headed for serious trouble. Amen. I don't know about you, but if you've ever read Psalms and Proverbs, it is full of scriptures on the blessings of fearing the Lord. What a life looks like. In fearing the Lord. I believe there's honor. I believe there's riches. There's blessing. There's long life. I believe all these things. I mean so many things. So many benefits about. Amen. The fear of the Lord. How many believe the fear of the Lord is good? Fear of the Lord is a good thing. Amen. If your neighbor looks a little nervous. Turn to him and say. Fear of the Lord is a good thing. Amen. Fear of the Lord is a good thing. Amen. It's amazing. How many people. Especially this time of year. Celebrate the spirit of fear. <laughs> Of the, of the murder, of the devil, of Satanism, and yet when you talk about the fear of God, I don't think so, right? Come on, how I many know? No, I fear the Lord, amen, amen. I don't have the spirit of fear, but I do fear the Lord. But that doesn't mean uh, what it means to fear man. It's a different type of fear, isn't it? The fear of God is to desire the heart of God. That's what it means. What's important to the Lord Someone said that I'm a, uh, the fear of the Lord in my life is I'm afraid to be away from God. <laughs> I don't know about you, but David said, Lord, take not your Holy Spirit from me. I don't ever want to get out of the way again. I don't ever want to walk away from you again. I don't ever want to uh, uh, shut down the conviction of the Holy Spirit again in my life, Lord. So that's what David said. Amen. Lord, I want to, amen, I want the conviction of the Holy Spirit. I don't ever want to get to a place where I'm, I'm, I'm king and I'm talented and, I'm, and, and then I forget the Lord. Amen? How many know that's a healthy fear? That's a healthy fear. I don't ever want to get away from God. I don't ever want to stop loving the house of the Lord. I don't ever want to stop loving the Bible. I don't want to ever stop pouring my life into other people. Amen? Come on, because I fear the Lord. Amen? Amen? 
right? It means to be concerned about asserting your will over God's will. How many know Jesus was concerned about that? In the garden, he said, Lord, not my will, but yours. Because you can get to a place in your life that you're asserting your will over God's will. Amen? And the fear of the Lord is, Lord, I want to walk in your will. I want to do your will. I don't want my will to ever get in the way. I don't want it to be greater. Come on, somebody. I don't want, I don't want the will, my will, my desires, what I want, my, to get in the way of what you want. Amen? And so the fear of God is just to be concerned about asserting your will over God's will. It's about boldly standing on the principles of God. How I mean, that's the fear of God. Amen? Why? Because I love God more than anything else in this life. I love His Word. His Word is a treasure to me. It's medicine. It's life. It's health. Come on, the Bible says health, my bones. I mean, I couldn't exist without the Word of God. Amen? I can't live without uh, one day, one second without God's Word. Amen? I'm going to boldly stand on the Word of God. Why? Because I fear the Lord more than I fear man. Amen? Amen. I'm answerable to God more than I'm answerable to man. Amen, ultimately. The Bible says that we're more answerable to God than we are to man. In the end, all of us will give an account to the Lord. And so my, my fear is not that, my fear is not that you know, uh, oh, what will happen on the day that I stand before the Lord? Am I going to heaven or hell? I've settled that. I've settled that the day I got born again. I settled that. That fear is gone. Amen. I, I know where I'm going. I'm confident. I'm going to live with him forever. Amen. And ever and ever and ever. I've got eternal life. But I don't ever want to get away from the will of God. I don't ever want to get to the place where I'm living selfishly. Or I'm living outside the principles of God. I'm getting off course. I'm starting to believe something that's not in the word. Come on, somebody. I want to boldly stand on the word of God. And the fear of God is about this Three simple things. Number one, it's about relationship, isn't it? It's about my relationship with God. It's not about religion. Amen. It's not about rules. It's about my relationship with the Lord. I love God so much. I don't don't want to do anything that he doesn't want me to do. Amen. Come on. I mean, if you feel that way about your spouse, I love my husband or wife so much that that I don't ever want to do anything to hurt their feelings. And I don't want to do anything that, come on, is that how you feel about the Lord? I would never want to do anything that hurt the Lord. I would never want to do anything that that God didn't want me to do. Anybody? Amen. Amen. That's the fear of the Lord. That's so good, isn't it? It's about relationship. It's about value. And it's about honor. Honoring the Lord. Amen. In everything we do and say, I honor the Lord. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. So let me just uh, move on here. See, the fear of the Lord is about love. (laughs) It's about love, not terror. It's about reverence, not obligation. The reverence for the Lord with joy. That's what it is. You can, you can put it in that nutshell right there. The fear of God is reverence for the Lord with joy. <laughs> I mean, it's just reverence for God. I love him. Amen. I love him. I'm passionate about him. I love everything that he loves. Amen. And I want everything God wants. Amen. See, when it comes to spreading the gospel, this is so important that we remember. It's not so much about us and what we say and, 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 and we need to get boldness to go. No, it's about honoring the Lord. Come on, it's about fearing the Lord. Amen, isn't it? Let me explain. See, when we fear God, we can persuade men. That's what the Bible says. That I, Paul said in 2 Corinthians, he said, because of the terror of the Lord, because of what will happen to people, amen, if they're not, their names aren't written in the Lamb's Book of Life, when they stand before the Lord on that last day, that's going to be a terrible day for them. And because of that terror, I persuade men. Because I fear the Lord, because I love God, and I love them, amen, I persuade 
Man, how many know when you fear God, you can persuade people? Amen? Obeying God's word trumps obeying man's rule to break it. Amen? So in other words, obeying God's word is more important than if you tell me to break God's word. So I've got to obey God's word, number one. Come on. I know a lot of people a few years ago during COVID were like, well, you know, we can't let, talk, you know, let the government boss us around and they're not, you know, to dictate to the church and everything. Let me tell you something. If, if, if the, when the government, when it comes down, because it will come to them, when they tell you, you can't preach the name of Jesus. You can't read from the Bible. Nobody can own a Bible. How I many you know I'm going to obey God rather than man? Come on, somebody. Amen. You, you, can't, you can't tell your kids about Jesus. You've got to go send them to the system and let the system teach them about all kinds of weird stuff. No, I'm going to obey God rather than man. Amen. Well, the school's teaching this and this, and I'm just going to let them do this. No, the Bible says I've got to teach my kids the ways of the Lord. So I'd rather obey God than man. Amen. Right? And that's what it means in the book of Acts when they were thrown in prison for preaching and healing the, the, the one lame man. And, and, and they said, well, who, who, in whose name do you do these? Well, it's Jesus' name. Well, we don't want you to preach in Jesus' name. They threw him in the prison. The Bible says that when the believers got together, amen, and they got out of prison, amen, there was a revival. God poured his spirit out. And one of the things they said is, look, look, we've got to make a decision. Are we going to continue preaching the gospel and being persecuted? Are we going to hide in our little caves and and keep our mouths shut or whatever? Listen, here's the decision. We'd rather obey God than man. I'll tell you right now. Amen. And so when the Lord tells us to go and preach, what do you think we should do? When people say, "Don't, don't talk about that stuff here, what do you think we should do? Should we obey God or we should obey man? Come on, somebody, right? Amen. The joy of the gospel overtakes the fear of men. That's true, isn't it? That's what we see in the book of Acts, the joy of the gospel. It was all about the gospel, going to the four corners, people coming to the Lord Jesus Christ, getting baptized in his name, filled with the Holy Ghost so the gospel can go all over. What joy filled the church back then, amen, right? So there's what happens when we begin to spread the gospel. We have to understand that the joy of the gospel overtakes the fear of man, amen. When you begin to move in the power of preaching the gospel, you realize, amen, that the less and less you'll be concerned about what people say, amen. To the place where you can lay your life down, amen, for the cause of Jesus, amen. And see, when you honor the Lord, he gives you grace in the mission. That's so important, isn't it? When you honor the Lord and you say, Lord, I'm going to talk to this person, I'm going to serve, I'm going to help, I'm going to bless, amen, God honors that. He graces you in the mission, amen. The Bible says that he empowers us, amen, to do what he's called us to do. Gifts begin to flow, amen, the power of God begins to move, people's hearts begin to change. Why? Because, amen, we're starting to move in the mission because we're honoring the Lord. When we obey the Lord, we honor the Lord. How many believe that? Every time you obey God, you honor the Lord, amen? And it's just the minor things, the littlest things you can do to honor the Lord. You're obeying the Lord. And when you obey the Lord, you honor the Lord. And when you honor the Lord, he blesses you. Amen? How many believe that today? Amen. So we talked about, amen, the fear of man and the fear of God. But you know, I've got a whole other part to this. We're going to put that for next week. How's that? Amen. Who said amen? No, I'm just kidding. I'm playing. Amen. So, amen. But how many believe that God wants us to be strong and courageous in this day, in this hour? Amen. And I don't know about you, but amen. I don't know about you, but I don't want to get into the trap of fear. Amen. And I don't want to use the drug of praise. Amen. We'll talk about that next week. Can we stand on our feet today? Amen.
Praise God. You know, one of the things I thought about is as we recap, the fear of man is about obeying man. The fear of God is about obeying God. So I can live by the religion of man or I can live out of the relationship with God. That's what it means. Pleasing people brings fear. Pleasing God brings peace and freedom. Is that, is that right? Do you believe that? Fear brings insecurity and uncertainty. But as we trust the Lord, the Bible says we trust in God's word. It brings stability and boldness. To live in this generation. There's something that we share that Jesus had in his day. The Apostle Paul had. and Peter and John, John on the Isle of Patmos had. We share this spirit of fear that constantly is, is coming against us. The spirit, the, that, that trap, that noose to shut the church up. That noose to keep us silent and quiet. It's constantly there. The enemy is constantly, amen, coming against us. Somebody know that, right? Amen. But listen, we're not going to move in that spirit. We're not going to agree with him. We're not going to get on the same playing field or same level as him because we don't have to, we don't need to because he's a defeated foe. Amen. What we need to do is step out in faith, in the faith that we have in Jesus Christ, walk in the victory that Jesus won at Calvary and continue to do the work that God has us to do. Come on, that Jesus started, we've got to finish. Amen. And how many believe that that victory over, the, over fear that Jesus conquered, we're just going to keep it going. We're going to keep reminding the devil of that victory that's been won over the spirit of fear. Amen. We're going to continue to move and take steps. Amen. Line upon line. Precept. I mean, every place that our foot goes, we're going to conquer. So we're going to keep going in the mission of Jesus, in the spirit of boldness, in the spirit of strength. Why? Because the devil moves in boldness, but yet we are stronger than that, and we move in a greater spirit. And so I want to encourage you today that as we leave here today, amen, I want you to just, every time there's a spirit of fear, say, Lord, you have Give me a spirit of fear. This has got to be from the enemy. Well, I've overcome the enemy, so I don't receive that. Amen. I just, by faith, receive what the Word says that I, that, that I can do and I've done. Come on. Amen. And I just walk in that. Amen. Amen. I don't know about you, but today, in this month when, when the world is celebrating the spirit of fear, we're going to celebrate the spirit of freedom. Amen. We're going to celebrate the spirit of courage and boldness. Amen. Amen. Because the harvest is ready. The harvest is now. But it takes bold laborers to go into the field and reap the harvest. Amen. Today, someone needs you to step up in courage, to move beyond the spirit of fear, to go beyond what people think, and tell them about Jesus Christ. Amen. I don't know about you, but I don't want to move in the spirit of fear. I don't want to fear what man can do to me, but I want to move in the spirit of light, salvation, and strength. The Lord is my helper. I'm not going to be afraid of what people can say. Amen. What they'll do. Amen. Amen. Let's pray. Father, we just thank you so much for your word. Your bring, word brings life to us. It brings uh, like this enlightening, Lord, that understanding that like, I never saw that before. I, or, or, Lord, I just never saw it that way. I pray, Lord, that we would walk in this light, walk in this understanding that we are not going to be afraid of what people think. We're not going to be concerned about being put out of people's company or, or blacklisted or, or ignored. We're not going to be silenced because we fear you more than anyone, anyone else. Lord, we fear you more. We respect you more. We honor you more. We love you more. We're passionate about your mission. 
more than anything else in this world. And so, Lord, I pray that if anybody here is struggling with the spirit of fear, we thank you it's broken through Jesus Christ. Through the power of the Holy Spirit, it's broken today over their life. Intimidation, fear, anxiety, it's broken in Jesus' name. We thank you that you're calling us out in boldness and courage, in the spirit of the Lord, and power and love and a sound mind, so that we can, Lord, rescue those that are in bondage. Rescue those in a spirit of fear. Amen. Of all their lives, the Bible says they were in a fear of dying. We can rescue people, amen, by the word of the Lord because we have a different spirit in Jesus Christ. We thank you for that today. We pray you bless every family today as we leave. In Jesus' name, and everybody said? Amen. Amen, amen. Can we put our hands together give God a cheer today? Hallelujah. Amen.